Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. Turns out I diabetic as a, as well as high blood pressure, but but I like most red-blooded American men just avoid going to the doctor all these years. You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. That was Saturday, and then Sunday there was a football game or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will Just, leave it at this. Yeah. Fucking that guy for the Saints. It sucks. He's only 21 years old. And he fucked up. But the Saints, if nothing, they will always find new and interesting ways to lose a game. And they found one this weekend. Um, right. So listen, I don't want to jump down the rabbit hole there, but I, I want you to know that I was rooting for the Saints this week, and I had no other rooting interest. So obviously, I'm going to pick up the 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 mantle for for my buddy, for my for my partner, for my co-host here. Um, I I just want you to know I will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we overcame such poor officiating in the first half, too. Ugh. I'm a lifelong fact- Colts fan. I'm used to losing. And the Super Bowl against the Saints was a tough one to swallow. Yeah, but that was that that was a whole new level. So you can keep your Saints, pal. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been rooting for the Saints my whole life. Um, I remember when I lived in Boston, they had a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's called the River City Relay. You can Google it and look it up on YouTube. So with like. Two seconds left in the game or whatever. They get the ball and they run a play and they do a bunch of laterals back and forth and they score a touchdown. And technically, they were still in playoff contention. Later in the day, results would happen that even if they had won the game, they wouldn't have qualified for the playoffs because the, they were dependent on other teams sure. to, to results to make it, you know? But they had John Carney as their place kicker. He had made like I don't know, hundreds something. He hadn't missed a fucking extra point in years, you know? And that's when the extra point was a 17-yard field goal. (laughs) Right, right. 20-yard field goal, whatever it used to be, you know? And all they had to do was kick that extra point. And, um, And they were down by a point. After running this ridiculous play with all these backwards passes that led to them. I think it was Jerome Payton, who was a cult at one time. I think might've been the guy that scored the touchdown on the play. Okay. And just got to kick the extra point, man. The easiest thing to do in football, kick the extra point. Fucking Carney missed the extra point. <laughs> Wasn't blocked. Nothing. He just missed it. <laughs> oh, Hey, speaking of the extra point. So, they had to come out. Yes, the whole bullshit Sunday. Does that? I think the That's line on the the line on the game was four somewhere. Yeah, and some places had it at five and a half. Okay, by the by, game time it got that high. 
Yeah, some books had it as five and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which was an issue because obviously it was twenty nine, twenty four. Right. You know, he's like, oh, and I got to kick this extra point, but I think they, oh, they knelt. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, they went for two and, and didn't convert. Yep. Yeah, it was it was swinging from. I know it was like four and a half the day before. You know. But I know there were some books, I guess, where it might have been five and a half or some shit, I guess the word was. Right. It was in that ballpark. So it definitely affected somebody, that extra point um, not being kicked. So, uh, yeah. All right. So Sunday, Sunday's over. Monday rolls around. So Monday rolls around, whatever. It's Tuesday. I got so Tuesday, the original thing we're talking about, I went in for the eye surgery. So, um, and we already went through all the BS what was going to go on where they were going to do this thing called a vitrectomy to get the blood out behind my eye. And worst comes to worst, there was going to be a ret. If there was a retina detachment, they were going to fix it right then there. Well, I go for the surgery and then they get me in there. I'm completely numb, but I'm awake. You know, we're in the operating room and the, um, the doctor plays his own music, which, you know, he seemed to be skewing heavy on. A lot of 80s stuff, although I didn't recognize a lot of it, but I'm pretty sure I heard, Don't You Want Me Baby? I think that song might have played. <laughs> and I know definitely the last song to play was like Margaritaville. And and the whole time I was, but but they're doing the surgery. And it's fucking weird because you're awake during the surgery. You know? What's like, numb? I can, like, I can't feel them actually operate on my eye. You know? Okay, but you can like, see I can't it. Feel that. I know they're operating on my eye. I know they're operating on my eye. I can't see them operating on my eye, you can know, you but see- I know they're operating on it. Do you have and, uh, tactile sense? Can you touch things? Uh, yeah, like I could, but I'm just laying there like like a friggin' corpse, you know? Okay. They got me on, this, on the bed, the gurney, and then they raise it up and they cover my head and all that stuff. To just, the eye's just there. And the fright, weird thing is, like, the one thing I could feel in my face, because they, like, clamp open the eye, you know, to do the surgery. Yeah. And I could feel that, you know, like. Where Clockwork like, Orange like, style. Yeah. But I couldn't feel them operating on my eye, but I could hear the conversation. Like, oh, good. They're like, no retinal detachment. I was like, good. I'm thinking to myself, you know. And then they're like, oh, good. This is actually best case scenario. It's just this and this. And what happened was, see what happens with the diabetic retinopathy is you start getting these mutated friggin' um, vessels that start shooting off of the main vessels. Okay. You know? So what happened was one starts shooting off and start going, climbing, like like as the doctor explained to me, like scaffolding. You know, and start going up across the back of the eye. You know, it's not supposed to cross the eye like that. You know, okay. And um, and one of these offshoots started going across the back of the eye. And when this happened, was I was at a football game. You know, he's like, and whenever you at that football game, he's like, it uh, you know, maybe you got excited, whatever, and it burst the blood vessel that day. And he's like, it was actually a blessing in disguise because it got you to go to the doctor. You know, that discovered all this and started treating the diabetes and the high blood pressure, yada, yada, yada. 
He's like, because a lot of times what happens is people get diabetes and they get that stuff where they start getting the retinopathy and the veins start crossing across the eyes, you know? Yeah. Like that. And, um, and what you, what results out of that is what's called a tractional retinal detachment. Okay. You know, when it's not treated after a while and that's, and obviously that's a lot worse of an issue. You know, because the recovery time's a lot longer. He's like, fortunately, that didn't happen to you. And now you got this. He's like, you still got the swell, a lot of swelling back there. I was like, that's the macular edema, which was, which I got in both eyes. He's like, yeah. And I was like, you're going to handle that with shots? He's like, well, you can handle with shots. You can handle other ways. But we'll figure out how we're going to approach that, you know? But that's something that they're going to have to take care of, you know, eventually. All right. Uh, that's all part of this process, you know? So, you know, I could even, but at one point he said, he's like, oh, and he's like showing the, the resident or whatever, or the medical student or whatever he was, you know, the guy from Tulane Medical School. He's like, come and see. He's like, you see that? And I can hear him. And he's like, you see, and this is what happened. And, I, and I'm completely covered. I just gave like the thumbs up to myself, you know, because <laughs> I knew he was going to be fun. My arms just lay by my side. I just gave a thumbs up. I was like, good. And, um, uh, and, and then the surgery's over and we're still in the um, room, you know, and they're, they're taking all the shit off of me, raising the bed and the doctor's talking to me. And I was sitting on this joke for a while, you know, and he's got a partner, Dr. Ross is his partner, you know, they're in practice together. And I went to Dr. Davis, not Dr. Ross, but they both do surgeries and shit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and as he's finally leaving the room, I was like, I was like, you know, I was, I was, Waited. I was surprised he didn't play comfortably numb. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, my partner, Doctor Ross, plays that." I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> oh Lord. So, so that's all right now. I got these drops, and I can see. I can actually see, but it's still cloudy because it's scarred. You know. Yeah. So before you couldn't like, see, it was cloudy, and you couldn't make anything out. I couldn't see at all. All I saw was a blur, and I could vaguely see out of the corner of my eye, but I couldn't look at it, you know? Yeah. But now I can actually see in front of me. Like, I'm sitting here right now. I'm wearing the eye patch. What sucked was the next day the weather was, you know, I don't know. And then they come, and they give you all these instructions. You know, one of them was, like, don't do any heavy lifting. Don't be carrying anything heavy. I was like, but Doc, I gotta record the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier on. Soldier on. Uh, you know, he's like, Well, I'll make the exception for that. Um <laughs> But the next day I was supposed to go for the post op, but like I told you earlier, the weather got friggin' like a serious freeze. Like it was 19 degrees or something more. I think it might got as low as 18 possibly. What's uh, uh, what's the record low down there? I'm not sure what it is, but they were approaching it. Man. That was close. Yeah, was the close. record low for New Orleans itself. Uh, on this, I think on days like today, the normal average temperature for this day historically is 62. Oh, man. You know, I think the coldest month. Uh, every year is January, and on average, the average temperature in January is in the 50s. Okay. So it's never really that cold, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Like, and it's never that. And if it, and if they do have a freeze, rarely does it get that low, you know, like it was colder here than it was in Boston and New York yesterday. Yeah. Um, I know at noon, that's when I checked my phone, you know, and I got the, the presets of places on the, on the, that I got the weather for in Boston. It was 27 degrees at noon in new Orleans. And it was like 33 in Boston and 34 in New York. And I, I was really checking because I was curious what it was in Syracuse. Because I was like, I wonder if it's cooler in Syracuse. Nope, Syracuse is 20. <laughs> Syracuse is always the coldest fucking place around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. So I couldn't go to the post op because everything was shut down. I was supposed to go to it at like 10, 15 in the morning. And they called me right away, like at eight something from the office. Because I guess they went there because they. The staff probably has to get there before doctors said they just went, you know? Yeah. Uh, they had a couple of people die. There was a little boy that died on yesterday because his mother drove into one of the canals and met her, you know, because the roads were all icy and she lost control of the car, drove in a canal. She survived, but the kid died, you know? Oh, and then another guy, another guy died earlier in the morning on the road because his car skidded and hit another car, like around five thirty in the morning. Because there was ice everywhere, they're not prepared for this. No one's no. salting the yeah. roads in New Orleans, right? You right. know, which is why the whole city has to shut down when the shit happens. Yeah, because you know? they're just prepared for it. You know, of course. Even if somebody was like, "Oh, all of a sudden we got all this ice, all this salt," how they got to distribute it? You know, right? They don't have the trucks for all that shit, and uh, and. Um, he died because he he was in an accident with another car because they skidded and he got out of the car and then a third car came and hit him. Oh, how horrible is that? While he was standing next to his car, um, and then that poor kid with the mother that drove into the canal. For one, I don't know what the kid died of, but I w- I wouldn't be surprised if it was hypothermia. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what? Jesus. So, so then they're like, come in at three forty-five, and then a little while later, I got a call. There was no call ID, so I didn't answer it. And then it was the doctor left a message. He's like, I'll try calling you a little bit. And then he, and then like twenty minutes later, I got no call ID. I was like, oh, there's the doctor. Let me talk to him. And he's, you know, my pipes froze because you know you're supposed to run the water a little bit, but I forgot to. I wrapped my outdoor pipes you know the spigots yeah because you supposed to wrap those when this happens you know yeah um and but you're supposed to like leave a little trickle of water trickle of water because that'll make sure they don't freeze but of course i forgot to the night before my mom's here she's and she's telling everybody else to do it but she forgot to do it herself she's like oh i forgot to do it here you know because you stay in my house because she's going to take me to the post op and the doctor, he's like, well, where do you live? I'm like, oh, I live near Carrollton, Cleveland. He's like, I live uptown, too. He's like, my pipes are frozen. I'm like, uh, mine are frozen, too. And, and, uh, and I was like, oh, that sucks. So what I did, I, I'd seen some stuff because I was curious. So I was checking the message boards and other people's stuff had gotten frozen not far from where I was. And one person was like, oh, well, make sure you turn on your faucets. In case, like so, like when it starts thawing out, yeah, because it was at 
in the afternoon, it did get below freezing. I mean, above freezing. You know, I mean, it didn't get much above freezing. I think it got to like 33 degrees, you know? Um, because if because if you don't turn on, if the water has nowhere to go, that's like it's being blocked because the faucets are off and it's blocked by the frozen on one side. Yeah. That's what leads to crack pipes and shit, you know? Yeah. So so I just went, I turned on the bathtub, the the sink, the um the bathroom sink, and I opened the cabinets to the bathroom. Yeah, you gotta the open kitchen. the cabinets. That's a Yeah. And I had the heat cranked up and then I sat here and I turned on Godfather. My mother and I watched Godfather, which is a three hour movie, but it took like eight hours to watch. You know, <laughs> in between you know, in between my mother having to give me the put the drops, the drops in my eyes every couple hours, and then uh, between my brother, my sister, my father calling my mother every five minutes, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, can we just watch this freaking movie? Like, we start watching like eleven something more, and I don't think we ended until like seven. You know, I was like. It's not a nine hour, an eight hour movie, you know. You <laughs> can watch like, all three of them in eight hours. It's like you watch uh, that HBO supercut where they put exactly, the exactly. I think eight hours. Yeah, you know. It's like if I knew this, I and um, like Jordan, like on a little message board, he's like, I was saying, oh, this is a good day to watch The Godfather. It's on Netflix now because they just put a Netflix uh, January first, you know. And he's like, oh, well, you should watch the one on um. On HBO, I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's like eight hours long, but I'd never watch it because where am I going to sit in front of the TV for eight hours? You know, it takes a lot of uh, restraint. And then, but then Jacob called me and I was telling him, yeah, I'm watching this, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, you can watch that. I was like, dude, this is taking us long enough. I was like, I was like, watching that would take 24 hours to watch. <laughs> how long it's taking to watch this. <laughs> I was like, so that definitely ain't happening, you know? And then, like, tonight, I started watching Godfather 2. And I was like, all right, I'll get an hour. I'll get about an hour of this in before I got to record the pod. And then, friggin', I'm like 20 minutes into it, and my brother calls me. He's like, oh, I'm right by your house. I'm coming out. I was like, there you go. More <laughs> interruption, you know? So these he comes cans. up. Somebody yeah. hates these cans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not those cans, you idiot. It's you. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. But, but, um, but eventually, once the Godfather was done, all of a sudden, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, you hear that, mom? And you could start hearing the water trickling. I was like, ah, oh, water's coming back. Woohoo. And then the good thing was there was no. The pressure was fine, which meant that the pipes weren't burst. Yeah. You know? I'll tell because you, that's my biggest fear is is burst pipes. Three winters in a row, including yeah. this winter, my furnace is crapped out in January. Oh, that's and terrible. two of the years, it was during a debilitating cold spell. Um, we were under a deep freeze, and... I don't keep my house that warm anyway. Yeah. And 
Anytime your house dips under 55 degrees, that's when you have to watch out for frozen pipes. Yeah. Right? If your house can stay above 55 degrees, it it's going to have enough residual heat to make sure that your pipes don't freeze. But I'm I always I'm at 62 degrees <laughs> to start the day. It yeah, doesn't take yeah, long yeah. to drop under 55 because my house isn't isn't insulated very well. It's an old house. Yep. So I know that fear, man. That is the the fear yeah. is real. The fear is real. And well, the funny thing was, like I was reading one of these articles about um about the freezing pipes that was written just a couple of weeks ago because there was a freeze a couple of weeks ago here, right around New Year's, right after. But this was this was way worse than that, you know. Yeah. This like these temperatures got lower than that, you know, because I I the pipes were wrapped up way better this time than they were a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't run the water. My pipes didn't freeze, but the article was saying, you know, it was like, according to university of Illinois, blah, 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 the expert from up there is like in the South, you know, what, if the temperature's 20 degrees, just because the way houses are built down here, they're not built to deal with extreme cold, you know, like, cause there's not furnaces and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, they're like 20 degrees is enough to friggin' freeze your pipes, whether you run in the water or not, you know? So I was like, oh, well, and I was like, it was 18 degrees here. Cause it was like, there was a lot of people with frozen pipes around here. The bad thing is if they froze and then they burst like the neighbors, but those things were already burst. You know, they just burst even worse right? the other day, you know, because the problem was since they were already cracked, you know, I think it just cracked even more. Josh, you know, he came over here and wanted to fill water and stuff, which is fine, because the his apartment, the uh, the pipes burst. And he called the landlord today because they only discovered that they were burst today because you know he had just he had no water. Yeah, and the plumber came out there and he didn't have the parts, and he went to the plumber supply place, and I guess they didn't have the parts, so the guy's got to come back tomorrow, so he has no water until. Until they fix that shit, you know? Right. But I'm just lucky they didn't. I was like, I was like, there's, I went outside. I didn't hear any water flowing under my house or anything. And the pressure is as good as it's going to be. Although the pressure, water pressure all around town was all fucked up uh, because of all this, you know, that they put a boil water advisory. Uh, but there's a boil water advisory basically in every parish around here now. It's all related to, um, it's all related to this freeze, but it'll, but it, it's going to be like 60 degrees on Saturday or something and sunny. <laughs> you know, that's fucking New Orleans winter for you. You know, like the day before it got really cold, it was like hot as fuck. You know, like it was like, oh, muggy and uncomfortable. Then it was cold. But that's New Orleans, you know. Right. One day you're wearing shorts. Next day it's. <laughs> but and now I got to go see the doctor tomorrow morning. So yeah, that he called me up. Yeah, That's it's gonna post be post up. up. See, I was supposed to go the next day, and he takes the patch off because they 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 put a patch on, you know, that they tape to you, and you're not supposed to take it off the next day, and you're supposed to come in with the drops. He called me. He's like giving me the instructions. You know, he's like, "Oh, do this, blah blah blah." But there's other stuff I gotta ask him now, like uh, whether I can ever go. When when can I start going back to the gym and stuff? You know, 
Because you're not, you know, you're not supposed yeah. to strain and all that shit. Right. And it's like, well, even if I can't lift stuff, can I at least do regular exercise? Because it's not going to take much for me to be out of the exercise game, you know. And I don't want to, you know, I can't afford to let this go for too long, you know. Right. And then, of course, my mother being here, you know, like she's leaving today. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave and. And uh, I was like, man, probably gained five pounds with you being here. She's because she goes to the grocery store, she's come back, and she's like, I got you some stuff too. I got you this and this. I'm like, mom, probably gained five pounds with you being here. You know, it's like, <laughs> like I don't eat like this. I just keep the stuff out of my house. You know? Yeah. She's like, oh, no, this stuff isn't even that bad for you. You know? It's like, yeah, but, but it's better just not even to have it at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the funny thing is, my mother's birthday was Christmas Eve, and yeah. this year, you know, they were all over at my house, everybody. And you know, I mean, you probably witnessed the voice I do for my dog, and I have conversations with my dog. Yeah, you know. And um, Bluto, he always wants treats. He always wants scraps, food. He always wants stuff from us, you know. And if people are around, he's constantly up your butt because he knows. Food is around, you know? Yeah. So, this conversation with, having this conversation with Bluto, <laughs> which my sister Mimi witnessed, and it made her laugh. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, my mom's nickname from the grand, from her grandchildren is Rara, you know? Okay. Uh, and so I'm having a conversation, and Bluto's, like, asking me for some cheese or something I'm like I was like no you can't have any, any cheese and he's like Rara told me I can have cheese have whatever I want I was like yeah that's what Rara told me and now look at me now look at me I can't see laughing you know <laughs> and that's what he called my mom and my mom knows it she's a pusher you know right Right. She's the pusher. She pushes the 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 crappy food on you, you know. Flame Rara. Yeah, it's like it's like you're the pusher. It's like don't go to. And my brother, like Josh, because he goes over there and he goes over to my parents' house and just eats all this stuff. And he's like, oh, she's the pusher. It's like, well, you don't have to eat it all. He's like, but she gets it. I was like, just don't eat it. Problem is, he's always stoned, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot harder to it's a lot harder to avoid that shit when he's when you're stoned. But like even that night when they were here, you know, they had a cake and everything. I had a slice of cake and ice cream. And mom's like, "Do you want you want me to cut you a slice for to save?" And I'm like, "Nope, get it all the hell out of here." Yeah, because it's so much easier just not to have it in the house. Yep. Yep. You know, like the other day, like after we left. The freaking surgery. She's like, well, we have to go by the grocery to get you stuff to eat and stuff. Because for one, you can't eat after midnight before the surgery. So I hadn't eaten like in 16 hours. I was starving by the time. Yeah, sure. You know, by the time I was finally leaving the hospital, like around two in the afternoon or one thirty or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and she gets like this brownie brittle, you know, which is really good. And I've had it before. You ever see that stuff? The brownie brittle. <laughs> Yeah, I was in Home Goods today, and uh, do they have Home Goods down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's owned by the TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. 
and there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. huge line that you wait in. It moves fast because yep. they always have like twelve registers, but they're like this. Yep. It's like a it's like a queue, and they have yep. stuff on both sides, and it's just shit. Oh yeah, that's always the type of impulse shit they got in those lines. There. Yep. And yep. brownie brittle was one of the things that they had in the yeah. in the line. Yeah, and we were in a gr- and it is good stuff, you know, like it is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom's like, oh, well, oh, let's get some of this. She's like, it's actually not that bad for you. And it's not that bad for you if you do the service. But she bought the bag. She bought me a bag and I ate that thing. I polished that thing off last night, you know? Right. Like, it's like, yeah, but it'd be better just not to have it in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not bad if you have one piece. Yeah, like it, like the serving. Yeah, it's not so bad for serving, but but when you eat the friggin' ten servings or whatever they have in a bag over a span of like twenty four hours, it's not great. <laughs> oh lord! Yeah, listen, man, you wouldn't give a junkie a small bag of heroin just to keep around. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little heroin it might not hurt you, but a whole <laughs> bag to a junkie will kill him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like the I'm Your Pusher Man song. Yeah, Pusher Field Man. from Superfly, yeah. That's what I was singing that night about my mother. It's like, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm in the alley. I'm your friend when you need. Have some cake, have some sweets. I'm your pusher <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like she's always pushing it. It's always pushing it. It's like, yeah, just be better if I didn't have it, you know? Like, she's like, well, I want to make you lunch. So she went to the store and like, you know, I've been eating like sandwiches, but it's like, oh, I didn't have chips. Now it's because I don't want to keep chips because I'll just start snacking on them, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you might as well get chips because we're not eating sandwiches. I was like, oh, well, this isn't cool, but it's, but it's better eat carrot sticks with, with the sandwich than chips, you know, compliments the sandwich. And at least it's not going to freaking be terrible for me but now i got chips in the house you know and i gotta fight myself from killing that bag of chips for nothing you know yep mm. struggle is hard. real yeah it's just hard uh well i don't have anything else gonna see the doctor tomorrow get a better assessment on what the recovery time for this is but i think it's gonna be two weeks to a month i don't know all right I don't know what total recovery time will be, but it'll let me know whether I'm sleeping in the right position in bed and all that. Cause part of it, there's still a little blood left in there. That's just impossible to get out because it's like on the edge of your eyelid and all that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be scraping that, you know? And it's like, Oh, you're going to sleep at a 45 degree angle. And it's like, I try to do that. And then like in the middle of the night, I sleep, slide down because it's not a comfortable position to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't take sleep instructions. Fuck that. I sleep. Yeah, but- I, I wake up in a position and I'm like, uh, that's just how I, I need it to be, I guess. Yeah, I, CPAP. I, I like that. Woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, I better get back in position because the, the one incentive is the fact that I know that I need to do this for the eye to completely heal. You know? I would need one of those like you know, like those sex wedges? Yeah. 
I would need like a couple of those to keep me like prop like a baby. You know how they put those like uh things so babies can't roll over or whatever? Yeah. I'd need a bunch of those adult size ones to put me in a position and keep me there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Cuz I'm it's supposed tough. to wear a CPAP machine, but in the middle of the night I take it off. Yeah, I'll probably have to wear one of those eventually myself. I don't want to take it off. The my I want to sleep through the night, but I can't. I just when it comes to, yeah. when I get in that bed, forget it. All bets are off. Yeah, I get you, man. I never sleep fully through the night, man. And now that I got the uh, the fitness tracker on, I'm, I know how terrible my sleep is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well listen man I'm glad you're on the mend I was worried about you yeah yeah thanks man uh, I'm glad I can I actually see I just can't wait for it to be completely cleared up like right now it's a little horizontal thing but I'm sure that's because of the, the scar because it is freaking crazy they freaking put three incisions in your eye and then they pull down the flap or something it's fucking freaky to think about yeah you know? thinking about it freaks me out yeah eye surgery is kind of crazy yeah and then they put a bubble of air in there you know see that's another reason why I think I sleep a certain way because this bubble of air that eventually dissipates but it kind of depends on how you you know but you gotta sleep a certain way. The good thing is, he's like, he's like, if it's such and such, we're gonna have to put silicone oil in. He's like, silicone oil is good, but problem is you gotta come and have it taken out. You know? He's like, the air will eventually just go away. He's like, you just can't fly for like a month. And I was like, don't worry, I'm not flying anywhere till March. <laughs> I just spent six thousand dollars on this surgery. Where the fuck do you think I'm going, Doc? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm not flying anywhere anytime soon. Yep. Lord. All right, man. Well, then, on that note, with apologies yeah. to Girk's brother, we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Um, adios, Fredo, and uh, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.